you spelled beetle like the Beatles. And I thought that was really funny. Beetle Armageddon like the band. Oops. Hmm. <laughs> Goes both ways. I don't yeah, like the Beatles. Awesome. <laughs> I don't like the Beatles either. So. <laughs> this is the Exploring the National Parks podcast with Dirt in My Shoes. My name is Ash, and I'm a former park ranger and the founder of Dirt in My Shoes. I think that the parks are best seen from the trail, and I'm here to make national park trip planning easy. And I'm John. I carry the kids on the trails, I tell stories, and notice all the things that Ash doesn't care about much, like flowers. Join us as we show you around America's spectacular national parks. We're sharing our favorite places, fun facts, adventures, and misadventures. And we'll even throw in a little trip planning. Let's start exploring! We are trying something new for these next few episodes because John got back surgery. Womp, womp, womp. We both had the same thought. For some reason, he keeps getting back surgery at the beginning of the summer. So Terrible timing. This is his third back surgery. Poor John. I mean, back issues are no fun. And how can you hike when your back hurts? Right. So we're trying to fix it. Hopefully this time actually fixed it. But John can't sit for long periods of time right now. And so we got to keep our episodes short <laughs> uh, so that he can still join me and so that we can still have some fun during the summer while he's healing. Right. So today we wanted to talk about some funny things that have happened to us in the national parks. We've got loads of stories, but today we're going to focus on a few of our favorites from specifically camping right. in the national parks. Uh, <laughs> we've got some great stories. So I am really excited. Take it away, John. Let's start with our first story. Okay. So our first story takes us back to 2018 when we were visiting Sequoia and Kings Canyon National Parks. And so when we were arriving, it was early May, mid-May, but basically it was the day we got there was the day that the campground opened. And so it was still really chilly, still a little bit of snow, lots of coldness around. <laughs> and so it was it was kind of miserable. It was frigid. The trip itself was really great. Yes. We loved spending time in Sequoia Kings, especially that long. But it was early season and it was it was cold. Yeah. We were cold campers. And we didn't I don't, I don't think we had enough propane. And so we were basically wearing three layers of everything while we were there. It was really funny, but the cold just is part of it. The warming up process of the world while we were there is really what makes this kind of interesting. Because as the world warmed up, something woke up with it. It's not bears, which you're probably thinking of. It's bears. But no, it was kind of the world was kind of like what Wormtongue says to Eowyn when he's trying to flirt with her in the two towers. And he's like, oh, so fair, so cold, like a morning of pale spring still clinging to winter's chill. You know, <laughs> <laughs> your words are poison, you know, and then she marches off. But anyways, that's what the world was like. And as it warmed up, so another thing that kind of plays into this is the park service for a reason you'll find out in a minute, was cutting down tons of trees. Like they were clearing the campground of tons of trees, but they were leaving piles and piles, giant piles of firewood. And so we were having awesome bonfires. That was our saving grace because yes. the campground host was like, use all the wood that you want. We just need to get rid of it. 
And we were so cold. Right. We had basically a fire going in the fire pit 24-7. <laughs> we were just trying to get warm. Uh, and we just kept adding wood to the fire and just having these great fires. That was a highlight. Yeah, that was it was super cool. But finally, the day of our exit from the National Park came. And it just so happened that the day of our exit coincided with another very important day. Armageddon. and the lord said to moses stretch out your hand over sequoia king so that locusts swarm over the (laughs) land and so moses stretched out his staff and they covered all the ground until it was black literally we woke up the day that we were supposed to leave sequoia kings and as i opened the door i walked outside and all of a sudden giant black beetles just start pelting me and as ash came out same thing to her our travel trailer all of the walls were just like covered in these giant black locusts (laughs) (laughs) it was the like think of your worst nightmare and double it because we were covered in these giant beetles oh man every surface yes if you've ever been in an airsoft battle or like a paintball gun battle or something like that and you're just like running across like a small little gap to try to get through and you just hear all these little thuds from people shooting at you. That's literally what it felt like as I was running to try to get our trailer all set up, our truck hitched up and everything. And it takes like an hour. I mean, that process is not short. Right. So we put the kids in the truck (laughs) and John and I are just outside like with our hoods covering our faces (laughs) Like running around like crazy person. I probably screamed a million times oh my from just these beetles. And I have long hair and they're getting stuck in my hair. And Right. If you've ever seen a girl with gum stuck in her hair, that was Ash like times 10 with beetles climbing through I her. just kept shouting. Like I could not help myself. I was just like, ah, oh, ah, ah, ah. hurry, John. <laughs> and we're trying to get our trailer taken down so that we can hitch it up and and drive away but they were swarming us yeah i thought for sure we were gonna like leave the stabilizers down oh or, we or were the for door sure forgetting something. Or something along yeah. the way but i i do remember like the last if you've ever seen oh gosh i don't remember which mission impossible it was but it was a mission impossible where they're they have to fly a helicopter through like a field of like windmills it was a really cool one, but Tom Cruise basically has like one shot left, you know, at the end of the movie and he, sh- he jumps and then he takes his shot, you know, to get the bad guy with one shot left. And that's kind of how I thought, like, as I was going to get into the truck, all the windows were closed. I was like, okay, everything is set up. And I like shake myself down. I rub everything down. I'm like dodging and weaving, you know, I'm going serpentine to try to make sure these bugs can't get me. And then I'm like, I make my final leap. I grab the door handle. I reach, I I open the door. And as I leap into the cab, I close the door behind me. (laughs) 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 And it got through the door somehow and just like hit me on the shoulder. And I'm just like, ah, It's infiltrated. (laughs) It was insane. And so somehow we were able to secure the the cab. We got him out. And then we were we like Drive, drive, drive. We got save yourself. We got out of Dodge, man. (laughs) It was nuts. And so that was our that was Beetle Armageddon of 2018 of Sequoia Kings, man. 
I just want to say that in your notes, you spelled beetle like the Beatles. And I thought that was really funny. <laughs> Beetle Armageddon like the band. <laughs> Oops. <that's>, hmm. <laughs> Goes both ways. I yeah, don't like the Beatles. In the- <laughs> awesome. <laughs> I don't like the Beatles either. So. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. So that, oh, my, if you've ever had an experience with bugs in your campground while you were camping, just know we feel you. Oh my gosh, those are intense situations. So that's our funny beetle story. So this takes us to story number two, but it takes us down to Texas. We're in Big Bend National Park. And the trick with Big Bend is you want to get there early enough that it's still warm, but not crazy hot. And it's a pretty moderate temperature most of the time during the off season. We wanted to get there a little bit before spring break. Big crowds came and everything like that. And so we got there. But when we had gotten there, it was like this crazy heat wave. And so it was like 100 degree heat every day. And so we get down there. And I remember our first night, we set up the trailer. And then we went out and did lots of hiking and, and everything for the day. And we come back. It was dark. And as we're pulling around the campground... Our headlights shine the light on the people that were camping next to us. We thought this was hilarious. We later got to know them, and it was Rick and Maggie, some of our favorite- We love Rick and Maggie. Our favorite co-travelers. They were kindred spirits, so they were awesome. But as our headlights shine into their campground, I see Rick sitting in his camp chair, just in his underwear, in complete (laughs) darkness. And we thought he was a really big weirdo. Oh my gosh. We were like, what is this guy doing? He's just, uh, I don't know. Who, who knew? We had no idea what was going on, but we we're just like, we just saw a man in his skivvies. And so we were like, okay, fine. We'll meet them tomorrow, maybe, and figure out the story. Well, we, we got into our travel trailer and it was, like I said, it was hot. And so we opened up all the windows. And as we're getting everybody ready for bed, you know, we open up the windows, we turn on the lights. Little did we know, but slowly but surely, like the sands of the hourglass, suddenly there was an invasion. And as soon as I, like, I made the mistake of opening the blinds to one of the windows while the lights were open. And the campsite that we were at was pretty close to the Rio Grande River. And what I didn't anticipate was the giant swarm of noceums that suddenly came at me like I was in the movie The Mummy, you know, when the scarabs <laughs> just like swarm and they just attacked. They came in through the screen and we just panicked. <laughs> there were so many bugs in oh our my, trailer. Yeah. Because they were all attracted to the light. We right. were right next to the river and we just didn't even think that they would be able to get through the screens on the windows, right. which is why we didn't even think twice about opening all the screens. Plus, <laughs> it was like... 120 degrees in the trailer after right. sitting in the sun all day and 100 degree temperatures like there was no alternative we had to open stuff up right. just so we didn't die in a hot box <laughs> and so systematically i would turn off different lights in different parts of the trailer to try to attract the bugs and even like the little night lights that we had for the kids in their bunks it was like looking at the bathroom light by the campsite, by the campground bathrooms, you know, where you just see thousands and thousands of bugs just swirling around it. 
inside of our trailer, it was these millions of noceums. And so what I eventually had to do, we turned off every light. All auxiliary power in the trailer was off, even like the clock. Like we put tape over the little <laughs> indicator light that the <laughs> that power the, was on. Exactly. Or, yeah, all of it. We Any smidgen of light got <laughs> covered up. And then as soon as every light was off, I grabbed our outdoor lantern. Basically, it was this this is battery powered lantern, and I held it. And I I don't know how I got through this, but I like closed. I held my breath, turned on the light, and I like opened up the trailer door and marched forth. And all of the scarabs, all of the noceums, swarmed me, and it was like and followed you out of the trailer. Oh my goodness. gosh, it was. <laughs> It was like if you if you could think of Star Wars Episode Two, you know, when all of those like creepy, I don't know, like insect people, or oh, Ender's Game. If you've ever seen the movie Ender's Game, when it's got all of the 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 insect creatures, you know how they swarm. It was like me. They were just coming all over me. I had them all over my body, and I marched out slowly, step by step, to the table out there in the picnic area. I put the the lamp there and I slowly backed away and as I backed away I felt layer after layer of bugs just jump off of my body and attack the lantern (laughs) (laughs) until finally we left the lantern on all night long because it slowly would just attract all the bugs from out of our trailer so that in the morning there was nothing in our trailer except for all the dead ones and the light fixtures (laughs) that had died from following those lights before we turned them off. Exactly. And then the next night, guess what we were doing? (laughs) We were sitting outside in our camp chairs and our underwear in the dark, just like Rick, (laughs) because that was the only way to cool off without being swarmed by bugs. Exactly. And the the light, every light in our trailer remained taped over for the duration of our trip. And then we got the heck out of there. When we finally met Rick and Maggie that next day and, and laughed about it and stuff, but we and they both left early because we just <laughs> could not take it anymore. It was so miserably hot and so many bugs that we both left at the same time and then both ended up at Guadalupe Mountains a few hours later without knowing that we were both going to the same place. <laughs> it was awesome. It was so funny. But yeah, we got the heck out of there. Like that was miserable. <laughs> That was when I decided we have to have some type of outdoor structure that has a screen that can keep out noceums. Yeah. And oh my gosh, I had no idea until until that time. But yeah, that was a crazy experience. So many bugs. (laughs) So many bugs. All right. That brings us to our third and final story. This one takes us to the far north of the United States, all the way to North Cascades National Park up in Washington. This is the worst. I still have nightmares about this camping experience. <laughs> we now have this- not had a good camping experience in North Cascades. That is true. I, I mean, it's been fine. I love that park. We keep going back. But like every time something happens, the first time was also a heat wave. Right. And we were so miserable. It right. was so bad. Yeah. Because <laughs> it was like 100 degrees in North Cascades. And I was really grumpy. Yes. But this particular time was even worse. Oh, man. This one was bad. Okay. To set the stage for this one, I just have to state a couple of facts. Apples travel well. 
oranges travel well. I would even go so far as to say that peaches and maybe even kiwis travel well. Bananas are the poster child for does not travel well. (laughs) And we keep trying because I love peanut butter banana sandwiches. (laughs) I keep making John bring bananas. Oh my gosh. And we have never found a way to travel with bananas so that they maintain their scent, flavor, texture. By the time you get to your destination, something is wrong with your bananas. They're mushy or they look normal. And then all of a sudden, like two hours later, they're all black. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Or they get too hot and they disintegrate. Yes. And they smell really bad. And yeah, we have not figured it out. If you know how to travel with bananas please send us a message because (laughs) I have not figured it out. Right. During this particular trip, we were traveling with your brothers and they brought some of their own food and they put some bananas in a cooler. Which is a no-go. Don't do that. (laughs) It doesn't work. And then all your food tastes like bananas. Exactly. Like you said before, this was kind of a hotter the heat wave, we basically arrived there during another heat wave when it was hotter than it should have been. I feel like that's that happens to us frequently where it we does. get to a place and the waiter or waitress is like, sorry, it's so hot. You it know, was it's fine not usually yesterday. Like, it's yeah. not usually like this. <laughs> and we're like, oh, we brought it with us. But no. So I remember they were keeping their food and their bananas in this cooler and it was in the back of our truck. Okay. And by the time the next morning came, after a day and a night in heat wave weather in North Cascades, these bananas had legit turned nuclear. <laughs> and, and by nuclear, I mean literally the smell of these bananas had radioactively transferred to the cooler and to the outside. Everything in the cooler now. Our whole truck smelled like bananas. <laughs> and I don't know what we were thinking. At this point, I don't know why we did this. Well, we were thinking, please save us from these nuclear bananas. Right. Oh, my gosh. And we set them out. We took them out of the cooler and I was airing out the cooler. Right. But what I didn't realize is that the campground at that time had been overrun by mice. (laughs) They had a major mouse problem in the campground at that point. And sometimes that happens and they'll like try to eradicate. But like I should have known because there were a few like dead mice right by the bathrooms like while we were walking to the bathrooms and stuff like you could see signs of it everywhere. But I just didn't even think about it. Right. So I took the bananas out of the cooler and I'm like trying to air out the cooler and I left it that way. For a couple of hours, but Mm -hmm. we were in the campsite. Like I was watching it and stuff. I was being real careful, but the mice took over. Like moths to a flame. And we had mice in our truck like everywhere. Oh my gosh. They got into everything. They ate through all of our snacks that were like in the cab. I don't know how they got in the cab of the truck. Right. Because it's separate from the bed Uh (laughs) where the cooler was. But they were all, they got all in the bed of the truck and they were pooping on everything. Like I was finding poop (laughs) on everything. And then I opened the cab of the truck and my entire bag of snacks that I had in there, like all the different snacks. I think the only things they didn't touch were like the fruit snacks. Right. But they ate our applesauce and granola bars and 
everything had bite marks in it and everything was spilling and I oh and the gosh. whole bag was full of poop and <laughs> I was just like and then we tried to sleep that night and we had mice in our trailer <laughs> they were trying to get into our pantry and our trailer we could hear them scratching on the walls trying to get through the walls to get into the food in our trailer right which luckily they did not right but that cooler and all of the associated nuclear items had sent out a bat signal, basically, to warn all of the mice in the campground, this is where we will gather. And <laughs> this is where we will start the revolution. And so we thought we had gotten everything fixed in the truck. You know, we got, we put everything in somewhat solid I, don't I know, threw containers. everything away that had been touched by the mice. And I then, like disinfected everything. And then we're sleeping there in our trailer that night. And all of a sudden we hear. <laughs> which we had heard that sound before. We've and we had knew what mice. It was. Yeah, we've had mice in our trailer before. And we know, like, immediately John and I both pop out of bed and we're like, no, <laughs> we don't have any mouse traps or anything at that point. We're kind of in the middle of nothing. It's the oh middle of the gosh. night. There's nothing we could do. Right. But the next morning, we went to the local gas station, and they had just the perfect thing. They had those glue traps, which mm -hmm. had, have worked well for me in the past. And that night, we ended up putting out a few of those glue traps in the truck. We put a few of them in the trailer, and oh, we did catch one, my, we, one mouse. We caught one mouse in our trailer. And then there was still one in the truck. We knew there was. And right. he was not taking the bait on the trap. But we ended up leaving that day and we drove down to Leavenworth and it was still 100 degrees outside. Right. When we got to Leavenworth, we're like, well, I guess we're just leaving this mouse in the cab of the truck to, to die, die. Uh, while we're eating our brats <laughs> and <laughs> drinking our cider. So, um, But we came back and we never found him and it didn't smell like a dead mouse. So we're thinking he got out. But that yes. was miserable. Yeah, we figure, I figure at least, when you get to Leavenworth and you smell all of the German sausages, jalapeno cheddar was my favorite. Why would you stay in our truck eating dumb granola bars and nuclear bananas yeah. when you can get out and have all of this wonderful cider and, and yummy foods? So Exactly. We so and Leavenworth we, is awesome. Yes. So who wouldn't want to go to Leavenworth? <laughs> Apparently the mouse did too. Exactly. But that is the story around the nuclear bananas and radioactive mice that, that attacked us in North Cascades. Uh, do we have some camping stories? But those top the list. Those are pretty nasty ones. <laughs> All of them. All of them. Yes. The things you put up with just to spend time out in nature. Yes. Makes me have a little bit more understanding for why Jim Gaffigan has such a bad feeling towards camping. Yeah. You know? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know exactly what he says. I'd screw up his lines, but he's got a pretty funny bit about camping. Yeah. So that's our funny stories. Volume one. Camping edition. More coming soon. Thanks for exploring the national parks with us. Please share, like, and subscribe. And if you need any help planning your own trip, click on over to dirtinmyshoes.com. See you next week. Same time, same place. And don't forget to get some dirt in your shoes.